Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, a lot of rain, right? A lot of people going, uh, just a little stressed. It's been a little bit mentally on people. We'll talk mudslides. We'll talk Mars, as in Mars candy bars is going to be buying a dog hospital. Does that make any sense in the world? Mars is the largest pet food manufacturer in the world. So it's starting to make a little bit more sense. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Goldman Sachs out there today. Uh, one of their chief economists is saying, here's the things that are at risk for 2017. Let's start with that, because who doesn't like a little risk in their life, right? Second half of 2016 is going to probably be remembered for its geopolitical shocks and uncertainty, rather than as a period of benign economic data. But do so would only have to be half the story. The second half of 2016 will probably be remembered for its geopolitical shocks. Now, according to Goldman Sachs, taking a look at all their economic activity that they see come in and come out, the last two quarters of 2016 were pretty encouraging if you look at the economic data. So there's been a pickup. We're moving into earnings season where earnings are expected to be better. Um, Now, one of the big questions of 2017, even as we're starting to move into better earnings, is Trump administration. And how much additional fiscal policy stimulus are we likely to see with the Republicans in control? Keep in mind, the Democrats did it when they were in control. It's kind of a thing that you do to show the world that, hey, we gave you something for nothing. So the tax cuts are going to be constrained because the U.S. is already running a fairly high deficit. Um, but nevertheless, you got to expect an annual fiscal easing of about $200 billion annually. Um, so it's probably not going to be a trillion 
So here's what some things that could derail optimism for 2017, according to Goldman Sachs' top economist. Number one is trade protectionism. Trade protectionism. It's if Trump takes a hard turn towards protectionism, it's something that could, you know, be a downside risk to the global economy. Could the U.S. survive if we start saying things like oh, sneakers that are made in Asia are 10% more? We're going to put a 10% tax on it. We could survive, but could you know Indonesia, who's making those sneakers, who count on the U.S. consumers? Another thing that could derail the 2017 bright and cheery outlook is European politics. While Europe has improved, there's still some significant problems, and there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. When Brexit does come to play, is it going to be hard or is it going to be soft? Is it going to be, let's kind of figure out to keep things kind of the way they were, but we will separate. Maybe you think of a loving couple that you know that's going through divorce on an amical level. Or is it going to be a sloppier divorce that basically says, you know, we'll figure this out later, but let's do a, a cold break right now on everything that we've agreed to. So we still don't know how Europe is going to stand up. And we do know that there's a lot of drama coming up in Europe this this year. There's general election out of the Netherlands. There's the Article 50 deadline coming up on March 31st on how do they break out. France has its presidential elections in two different rounds. Round one is going to be in April. The round two is going to be in May. Uh, then you get UK having local elections, and you get Norway having parliamentary elections in September. Germany has its federal elections in October. And Italy has its federal elections, general election, in May of 2018. So you get a lot of voting. A lot of voting. Germany and France are two biggies. Um, and you can see how voting has, has, has turned the market on its head in the last couple of, just year. So you could say last couple of months, I suppose. But, you know, the UK voting to leave the European Union. And then the United States putting in President-elect Donald Trump. So... And the third thing, according to Goldman Sachs, that could disrupt is that China continues to see very rapid debt growth and increases its debt-to-GDP ratio so that you'd have to take a close look at capital flows and understand that debt-to-equity and debt-by-sector, whether it be corporate or government or household, uh, it could become problematic and in the end, it always breaks. Uh, we're kicking our national debt down the road, and it's, it feels pretty weird, to be quite honest to you, on how bad we're doing. So the S&P 500 the NASDAQ established new closing highs on Friday. That's like, da 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 Like, play something patriotic or, um, you know, woo Kind of, uh, that's too patriotic. There we go. We'll take the woo So... The S&P 500 and the Nasdaq hit closing highs on Friday, but not so much the Dow Jones Industrial Average. It missed hitting 20,000 by less than a point. By less than a point. Now, when the Dow does hit 20,000, I have to come into work that night, and that upsets me greatly. So, all it was a good start to the new year first week. And, you know, taking a look at how the first week does, so it goes the year. A lot of people put a lot of merit in that. I don't put a lot of merit in it because I think on any given Sunday, on any given year, kind of mentality. So always have kind of your finger on your pulse of your portfolio. 
So, um, so there's weight of expectations at this point in time. Um, VCA Antec, ticker symbol Wolf, company I've been recommending for years on this show, um, is getting bought out at a 41% premium. So that if you've owned VCA Antec, you made money hand over fist by listening to me. And I hope you have on some levels, but at the same time, I hope you consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned, because I don't really know you personally. So I kind of do this big picture show, and I talk about some big picture concepts. Uh, but I can tell you this, every time I take Maisie the underdog to the vet, it's more expensive on a year-over-year basis. And you invest in that kind of thought, that kind of idea, that kind of theory. So there's a budding level of respect for the notion right now that the stock market is in a period where it'll learn about heightened expectations. So when you get mergers and acquisitions, it's great. But now we also have earnings season starting up. And we're going to take a look at Bank of America and BlackRock and J.P. Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo. So all financial stocks that have had a big run, big win, big up move. And we're going to start saying, okay, did you deserve that? Let's match your earnings with your stock movement. Um, so we're seeing some earnings growth for the fourth quarter. And we're expected to see a growth rate of about 11% with the first quarter. Some distracting factors are going on out there. Goldman Sachs downgraded Coca-Cola and Procter & Gamble to sell on ongoing volatility in currency markets. So both those companies are struggling and hurting the Dow. So there's been some capital flight concerns. There's you know China reporting its sixth straight monthly drop in foreign exchange reserves. So there's some negatives out there, no doubt about it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A couple things. Uh, Did you know your home probably not insured with damage from mudslides? A mudslide is a movement of earth or rock that travels downhill. A mud flow is a runny, watery stream. Some homeowner insurances will let you buy mudslide or uh, landslide add-ons, but you've got to talk about it. It's worth taking a look at your insurance policy. Standard homeowners insurance doesn't cover mudslides, and the insurance is not only expensive, it's also difficult to purchase. Uh, 
So, for instance, coverage in Oregon and Washington is less than 1%. And you might remember a couple of years ago, Washington had a horrific mudslide uh, that many people in many houses were destroyed in. So, you're like, whoa, forgot about that. GM's Chevy Bolt, their electric car, won North American Car of the Year. That'll help sales. That'll, on one level, hurt Tesla, because this is great advertisement for a car that's not better than theirs, but one wins Car of the Year. Um, but it also helps standardize and, and kind of get everyone in that mindset of, hey, electric cars are okay. If they're okay to buy, uh, you know, consumer reports, then they're okay by me, or they're okay by North American Car of the Year standards. So... Um, elsewhere out there, Prince, you know him, you love him. He didn't own any stocks when he died, but he did own over $800,000 in gold bars. Prince musical genius, Prince not investment genius. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, that's CFP Chad Burton, I recently saw a new study out that teachers are no longer teaching cursive. They're now teaching typing in second and third and fourth grades, in large part because cursive is going the way of the dodo bird and computers. That shocks me. Earlier in my life, I would have said that would never have happened. Like, cursive will be here forever. It's part of the mainstream. But the more things change, the more they actually do change. CFP Chad Burton, is there any truth to that statement? The more things change, like we just we have to stay on our toes as investors. We have to be vigilant. We have to stay on our toes with money. Yeah, I mean the, the I mean a big shift that's that's happened. Um, gosh, when I first got in the business, Rob, we used to have to wait quarterly for the Morningstar reports to get fund rec- to to look at fund reviews. Yep. And we would get the pamphlet in the mail on a quarterly basis, and you know have to read every page. It wasn't going online and searching for the ticker ticker symbol. Um. And then, you know, back when asset allocation kind of started, it was, you know, 10% international. Now it's more like a younger, more aggressive person would want 20 to 30% international exposure minimum just because the world is becoming so global. Um, and then 2008 and nine, when the market corrected drastically, that's one year where asset allocation, because of the debt crisis, where there wasn't really a cushion. Everything just sold off and went off a cliff for a short period of time. The one thing that stays true through that whole period of time is that when you get rewarded, it's typically when you're doing opposite of what the masses are doing. Right. So when your emotions tell you to sell and you're scared and all your friends are selling, you should actually think more rationally in terms of there's going to be value so soon. So get your shopping list ready. Um, there is more volatility in the market, but that whole idea of buy when other people are fearful still stays the same. It's interesting because when I got in the industry, there was something called a Quotron. I don't know if you remember those. <laughs> They're like these big walkie-talkies that would get stock quotes yeah. through, through radio waves, like pre-internet. Right. Pre-internet. And that's, you know, otherwise you had to wait till the next day to see where the stock market closed um, in the newspaper, which is pretty darn weird um, because there's now too much information. So anyway, I guess what I'm getting at is like... Things changed, Chad. I remember in the 1990s saying Tyco's a great company. You know, Bear Stearns, they'll never go out of business. Lehman Brothers have been around for 100 years. You could invest in some Lehman. Um, but some of these maxims or some of these thoughts will kill you. And again, it's great to have things that you believe in, but you have to be flexible. Right. Well, you know, a lot of people, too, believe in the the financials 
you know, need to lead the markets. Well, when financials are done and everybody's finished refinancing their mortgage, which has caused a big, you know, revenue boost to a lot of financial companies, where's their revenue going to come from if we're going to be at very low interest rates for a long period of time like Japan has been? Now you're killing me because I believe financials have to lead the market. I know. We'll see. Will that change? Will financials be as profitable if they're just strictly in the banking business? I'm not talking about the investment banking side because we might get more of a separation mm-hmm. and regulation in that front. So the traditional banks that take deposits and then lend money at these low rates, how are they going to grow revenues like they have in the past if people stop refinancing their mortgages and that whole wave ends? That's that's what we're going to have to find out. What will be the next market leader? Okay. So any final concepts you have about like revisiting some of your notions? Like, I kind of the one that I get tired of is hearing people on radio say buy and hold is like buy and hope or it's dead. I think you can accumulate assets. I, I really still think you can accumulate. I think you can hold companies like Visa for a hundred years, probably, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you always have to probably. But you you act you know yeah, Ford can come in and change the way people do transactions. There's no doubt about that. But do I think Visa would adapt with it? Sure. I think they're one of those you know, beast in the jungle who can evolve, um, where some companies can't evolve. Yeah, but at the same time, a lot of companies like look at Target and their red card. They come out with their own debit card that gives you 5% on everything you buy. So why would you use your Visa when you can get your own Target card if you're going to shop at Target? So things can change. It's one of the things you always have to look at is, is well, that Target card does the transactions through Visa's payment network. That's why you buy Visa. They're a payment network, not a credit card. It's a debit card. It goes right to your bank account. Okay, debit card. <laughs> so, debit card uh, transactions count, too. Yeah. It's not as profitable. It, but, yeah, things things do change. And that's why you can't stuff yourself in a box in terms of investor because there's investors. And there's firms out there that say all we do is index investing and we rebalance quarterly. Or firms that say all we do is find the best managed mutual funds or firms that only buy individual stocks. I like all those areas for different pieces. I like to have my individual stocks when I'm looking and screening for dividend-increasing stocks. Yep. I like my index funds for large and mid-cap, and I like my managed funds for international emerging markets and any of the alternative spaces. Um, so I like them all, and depending on what macroeconomic environment, I'll overweight or underweight in those different strategies based on what the, the macro environments tell me to do. I knew one fund manager or portfolio manager. He had nine different scenarios, market Neutral, market cold, market hot, and, you know, what type of stock do you want? Growth, value, income, and, like, he, he had these little boxes that allocated everything for him. I thought that was a little bit too uh, rigid, but with that said, if it works for him, it works for him. Well, now what are you doing? Are you market positive but interest rates declining? Are you market positive but interest rates increasing? There's so many different scenarios you can go. You have to set an investment policy, though, that says... In any asset class, you can only maximum overweight to a certain percentage or maximum underweight to a certain percentage, so you don't end up being wrong because of your internal beliefs or emotions at the time. Next thing you know, we're in the bedroom. You're wearing that same old ugly baggy T-shirt with the stain on it that you got from that team-building exercise you did for your old work several years ago. Team-building exercise, not tonight. Let's go.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I try to stay on topic when I do this show as best I can. Uh, Trying to get you to retirement is really the ultimate goal. Um, If I do that, I did a good job. So along the way, there's some headlines that we talk about, like the FBI arresting Volkswagen executives on conspiracy charges and their emission scandal. Um, That's a brand, and that brand is heavily damaged. Will I buy a Volkswagen in my lifetime? Probably never again. It's what makes a car a Volkswagen. Now, back in the 90s, they invented the word called Farfanugan, and someone should have been arrested for that. <laughs> Maybe that was even the late 80s. Uh, but there's no such thing as Farfanugan. And this was obviously a much bigger scandal. But you get where I'm going at with that. Um, last night at the Golden Globes, the brr, L.A. La La Land got, like, a lot of statuettes, and that'll help sales. It's branding. So understand, you know, Intel's a brand. Apple's a brand. Samsung's a brand. Everything that you invest in has some sort of brand to it. Let's bring in real estate expert Tony Mendez, talk a little Bay Area loan source and investing. Joining us today, Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's my personal mortgage lender. He's done a couple refis for me, a couple of purchases as well. Um, on top of that, he could do home equity lines of credit, and he's a mortgage lender. Tony, let's talk about arms. And I'm not talking about the things with fingers at the end. I'm talking about adjustable rate mortgages. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of people into trouble because they're buying too much house in the 2000s, and they're using adjustable rate mortgages to get the lowest right. possible mortgage rate. So they kind of have a bad name. Yeah, they still yeah. have that name. And unfortunately, the bad loan... The NEGAM loan or negative amortization loan was tied to ARMS. Okay. And that's why ARMS got a bad rap. ARMS have a great use in the, in the market, primarily because they have a shorter or a lower interest rate than a 30-year fixed. And you can almost conform that to the time frame that you're going to stay in the property. Uh, a, a lot of investors use them as well because it can improve their cash flow. So there's a great use for ARMS, but it's not for everybody. Um, we did get that bad rap over the last few years, uh, starting in 2007, you know, kind of 2008, and it scared a lot of people away. We arm usage in the Bay Area dropped below 5%. Okay. Historically, in the Bay Area, it's as high as 40%. Right now, we're sitting about 19%. So it is creeping back up, um, and we're also seeing rates rising on the 30-year fix. So people are going to start gravitating towards the arm. Um, but before you do, make sure it fits what you need. Now, what's that mean? It means, it, it, is it going to fit your timeline? Are okay. you aware of the risks involved? Do you even know how an arm works? Uh, do you know what the index is? Do you know what the margin is? Okay, So there's all so many let's things that the, people... Let's start with the time. Adjustable rate mortgage comes in... Terms. Three, three years, One year, years, three year, so. five year, seven year, ten year terms. Okay. Um, and based on what's going on in the bond market and the treasuries, we'll determine whether or not the five-year might be priced better than seven. But no matter what, it's got to fit your time frame because if you stay in your house longer than that fixed term, you're going to risk that rate becoming what they call fully adjustable. And it'll adjust to the index that the arm is tied to or the rate is tied to, which is the margin and the index combined together. So you could be tied to an index that's fluctuating dramatically by the time you become adjustable and your rate drop uh, increase significantly. 
which oh. would raise your your and your mortgage payment goes up. So if you're a Facebook engineer, if you're a engineer and like you're twenty something, there's a good chance like you may want to go to New York in ten years. You may like an arm might be appropriate if you right. think you're going to be kind of a traveling cowboy, right? Take your business elsewhere. Yeah, and and for those people who are going, oh, arms are we're not promoting arms. We're promoting arms as a um, as an alternative to the 30-year fix to help you save money. Yep. We've run scenarios, and I know that you know this person personally, where they saved $25,000 over a five-year period because they decided to take an arm instead, and they were going to get a large inheritance where they're going to pay off the house and, and stay in the house. So there are other scenarios in which case this will use um, it, 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 the best use. But, yeah, for the example of the person that's going to be moving or a person that's young, they, they say, you know, this is my starter home. I'm going to sell it. Build some equity. Why would you get a 30-year fixed at a rate that's one percent higher? You're you're paying on a four hundred thousand dollar loan. That's that's almost three thousand dollars a year more. Why would you pay three thousand dollars a year more when you know you're going to be selling your house before this loan becomes uh, adjustable? And I think so the, the easiest example of this is thirty-somethings who are just getting married before they have kids. They should probably get a seven-year arm if they think, as a couple, we're trying to have kids. We're actively going to make babies. Um, and we're going to need a bigger home down the road. We're going to have to sell this home. An arm, seven-year arm yeah. is perfect for them. Yeah, and and again, it, it's difficult to hear actually hear you saying this because you've been pretty conservative as far as what you advise people to do or, or suggest people to do. 30-year fix was great when it was at 3.5%. It's great when it's 4%. It's great when it's 45 But as rates go up, you're just going to start seeing the arms are the only way that you can get a rate that's uh, uh, and payment that's going to be manageable. How much, lower, how much lower can someone pay? I know a 15-year mortgage is a lower rate than a 30-year mortgage. Right. Because the bank's going to get their money sooner. Right. Is the basic idea. And they can t- track it to the 10-year treasury versus the 30-year. Right. Um, and they don't have to adjust as much for inflation in their way they're getting their money back. we got about a minute left. How much lower can people expect a 7-year and a 5-year adjustable rate mortgage to be in this current market? About three three quarters of a percent. Okay, so like a, maybe a four percent would be down to three and a quarter. If a thirty years at four percent, you're talking about an arm being at three. It, and a it depend, also depends on the the length of the term and and what's pricing better. And that's something that you just have to sit down with your and look at your credit score, look at the equity, and see what works. You have to run the same scenario. It's not always going to work for everybody, but it can work for some people. Um, again, the the basic rule is when rates are low, you get the th- th- the longest fixed term you can, usually thirty year, um, and arms when rates are going up. It's obviously a complex scenario. You do need to talk with a mortgage lender. You do need to run scenarios. If they're not running scenarios for you, they should. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. So people get mad that China manufactures our goods for us and that sometimes China puts in crazy, unfair, wrong conditions on children and women. But let me tell you how we get our revenge. We send over McDonald's to China. Now, McDonald's is saying that they need to sell their Chinese business worth up to $2.1 billion. There's 2,600 outlets. About two-thirds of China's operations, 2,600 outlets, including 240 in Hong Kong, are owned by McDonald's, will be refranchised. The China business, which employs more than 120,000 people, is valued at $2.1 billion. So the CEO of McDonald's in the United States, Steve Easterbrook, he basically has been in charge of how do we get sales up, how do we manage. 
Um, McDonald's is the second biggest fast food company in China behind Yum Brands KFC, which has over 5,000 locations. And <clears throat> McDonald's has been faced, and Yum Brands has been faced with a lot of food safety scandal issues. And sometimes it feels like if China doesn't like what the U.S. is doing in world politics, it's like, oh, we just found a, a bad chicken in their restaurant, one of their restaurants. It feels like, did they just really pull that 1930s mafia con job on us? And yeah. But see, the story about China is the story about the world. That as you get people who have jobs, maybe they're making Apple phones, disposable incomes rise and people continue to spend more on leisure, on dining out. And there's a particularly great growth potential in many of the million-plus people cities that China has. So the business model for quick-service restaurants in China is supposed to grow and grow and grow and grow. That's not going to go away anytime soon. So we got that out there. Um, Apple's going to come out with three new iPads in 2017. And I would bet that your first reaction to hearing that is, so what, who cares? And that's fair. Apple's going to release three new iPads this year. Uh, almost 13-inch model, a 10.5-inch model, and an almost 10-inch model. And I, Apple and iPads, Apple does update iPads every year. And that's kind of why you get that whole who cares um, kind of feel to it. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're excited. But it's a product that had a lot of interest, and then they kind of learned that people are able to hold on to them a lot longer than their phones. And people don't want to necessarily get a, a data plan for their iPad if they use it at home and use it on their Wi-Fi. So Samsung's the biggest winner amongst the new iPad suppliers, and they've got the large-scale integration business with you know the chips and sometimes the screens that go into a lot of Apple products. And you're like, but wait, wait, is Apple a competitor? <laughs> yes. Um, but aren't they kind of working together at the same time? Yes. So we have that going for us. McDonald's is trying to kill its dollar menu, whereas Wendy's is trying to say, or Taco Bell is trying to say, we got dollar menu. So pay attention to it, because that's a strategy. That's a marketing strategy. Not, not so much a brand at this point in time. Um, but marketing and, and branding... Huge stories. 800. Huge stories on the success or failure of companies. And then even management. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I tell myself it is alright, I'm okay Just scraping by now, but you're gonna find out that this will be alright, there's no way I'm stumbling back now It's easy to get complacent about retirement planning when the stock market is soaring to record highs But it's a marathon, not a sprint To win the race, you need to take the right steps along the way Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner, Chad Burton, at an educational lunch event in Berkeley on February 9th. We'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and more. 
and get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Thursday, February 9th, 11 a.m. lunch at the Berkeley Marina Doubletree. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 or free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RETIRE123. Hope to see you Thursday, February 9th. Once again, sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Free for KDOW listeners using promo code RETIRE123. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I think I do the most important radio show in the Bay Area, perhaps in all of the United States, if you consider podcasts. I know you're saying you think very highly of yourself, don't you? I don't. Um, I work really, really hard, and the reason I think it's the most important is I think retirement and life, my belief is you get one good crack at it, and one of the things that people make a big mistake on is that they kind of live in the now when life is from age zero to 20. Nope. Life is zero to 40. Nope. Life is somewhere between zero and a hundred, right? Now, you can't really handle the 0 to 18 part much. Uh, Your parents who brought you into this world do that for you. But you can handle the rest, and you need to. The area where most people tend to fail is 20 to 60. Not in living, but in planning for age 60 to 100. And a lot of people are going to go bankrupt in retirement. A lot of people. Retirement's a major milestone, and it brings many life changes. One thing that doesn't change for a lot of people is the fear of running out of money. So there's dozens of ways to go bankrupt. I've got a friend who, she was living great, her and her husband, in the Bay Area. He was an amazing baseball coach. He'd yell at the kids, come on, kids, let's go, 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 run, run, run. He was fantastic. And on the outside, it looked like they had a great life, but they were running up an amazing amount of debt, credit card debt. And... She's downsized her life. She's moved to the Arizona area uh, with her two children and left the husband. Um, A lot of people, and that's not in retirement. That's in her 40s. So they got nothing. From 20 to 40, she's accumulated nothing. So now she's got from 40 to 60 to pull it off. And that's not a lot of time. So a lot of people will go retirement and will go broke in retirement and broke... I'm going to throw you on a trailer park and give you cat food is the image I get. So, and Social Security is not going to be great for you. So, you got to ha- maintain some sort of stock uh, allocation in retirement. Uh, a lot of people get too conservative and go to, let's live off my cash now. Because they're too worried about a 5% decline. Even though the SP 500 was up 10% last year, roughly, right? A lot of people are fearful that they don't get the growth that they need, and yet the growth is there. So you need your money to continue to grow. 
because you used to live from 60 to 66 and died. And then it was 60, 70, and 60, 76. You might live to 100 if you have longevity in your life, in your parental genes. So at the same time, you don't want to invest too much in stocks unless you have a financial plan that includes a budget for at least three years of cash and some sort of income that's not crazy volatile. Um, a lot of people go bankrupt in retirement because they live too long. So a man who was 65 in 2014 could live to 83. A woman at the same age can live to 85 and a half at that point in time. So you've got to plan for a long life. Now, you may be able to downsize your home. You may be able to get lower taxes. You may be able to get lower living costs. Um, but you may need an encore career or a part-time job. We've got a security guard here who's probably 80. Uh, if not, he's an old-looking 70 kind of thing. And I think that's great. So I think you have to offset and keep some income coming and keep your body moving. So 46% of retired households spent more annually in their first two years of retirement than they did just before retiring. So a lot of people spend too much. Um, I've got a family member who gives out between two and $4,000 and $200,000 for a house down payment. Um, it's pretty common to, you know, suddenly like buy friendships and buy love in retirement. A lot of retirees make a mistake of, you know, of counting on one source of income. So social security will only be able to pay 77% of retirement benefits beginning in 2035. So Social Security is running out of money. So you're going to get less than your parents did. You're going to get less than the person who just retired did. Um, Social Security Social Security is going to be reduced uh, if it's going to exist in the future. And Social Security is not pretty. It's not living fat on the hog or anything like that. I know you're saying, what's living on the hog mean? Um... So you want to be able to work. Sometimes you can't work. And that's a pretty big concept because, you know, I told you my friend, she, you know, from age 20 to 40, she was happily married, two kids, uh, living the perfect dream, but running up a lot of credit card debt. What if she wants to work till 70 now, but when she turns 60, the, the job that she wants, they're like, no, you're too old. No. Like a lot of tech people in the Bay Area in the 90s and 2000s, worked at companies like Excite.com, uh, Yahoo, uh, Netscape. And a lot of these companies just kind of disappeared, and they got replaced by Google and Facebook. So if you worked in the first generation of the Internet, you may not be able to be employed in the second generation or the third generation. The second generation is probably largely called social networking and social you know, websites and situations like that. Um... But you may not be able to because you're too old. Um, and, you know, employees at Facebook, they don't want to see an old person. They want to see someone young who gets, you know, electronic dance music. I don't get it. And if I were at work with someone who was playing EDM, I'd say that's, I wouldn't say it's stupid, but that's my thought, right? So they don't want to be around me. I don't want to be around them. And getting sick in retirement is one of the reasons you're going to end up bankrupt. Uh, you're going to need to save a lot of money for health care. Unless you're one of those rare beasts. So maybe become one of those rare beasts. Start walking 20, 30 minutes a day. Um, healthcare can run 
$1,400 a month, easy. Um, Ten. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.